Welcome to the Nitty Gritty, where we challenge conventional thinking. Join us as we explore real life, real people, real stories, and how pushing back can make all the difference. Welcome to the Nitty Gritty today. We're going to try something a little bit different. And the reason is we have gotten a lot of questions about kind of where Nitty Gritty came from as far as like why we started it. I mean, funny enough, most of the guests come in and be like, so what exactly are you guys doing? Like, like, what are we doing here? And I know that you and I, we kind of interviewed each other to start. So we got our personal stories, but right. neither one of those were kind of around nitty gritty. Right. I don't even think we really knew what nitty gritty was when we started it. I well, mean, we kind of did, but it, I think we pivoted like four times. Well, and what's funny is in a month, are we going to say like, are we going to say the same thing? You know, I don't like, like labels, Andrew. <laughs> okay. I like just good stories. And yeah, I mean, we're going to feature probably some, you know, who knows, controversial figure, right? It'll be fun. It's, and that's the thing. If it's a good story, I don't care who they are, or what they do. Yeah. You know, I don't care if they're not entrepreneurial or I just want good stories. And I think from Utah, I think there's so much going on here. I've kind of realized that there's just this endless supply of really incredible people yeah. in our state. And so while I'm sure we will have some cool people on that aren't from here, um, I kind of like the Utah angle with our podcast. Oh, it's been fun to kind of highlight everyone around here. Right. Especially women. Have you noticed that? Like it's, there are It's some, been weird, but it yeah, it's been, been so fun. But it's been really, really interesting to see... Um, you know, I think it's a sign of the times in a good way, obviously, that, I mean, I the, the girl, so my cousin Annie, who's run the restaurant for six years, like, I don't think anybody else could do it. She's amazing. And so just to see, it's just funny to see kind of the roles, roles reversing in a lot of these households of these women that we've interviewed where the husband is kind of behind the scenes, yeah, taking care of the house. And it's like, hey, with some of the money that they make, maybe I will go be a dad. My wife can start making some uh, big <laughs> social media money. Yeah. I think that women have inherently a much different take on the world than men do. Yeah. And it's been a really cool thing seeing the world through their perspective. Oh, yeah. Like not only the business world, but the social media world. And um, so, yeah, I think it's been a fascinating thing. And I think it's good for men to hear all that and understand that perspective yeah well i think it'll and honestly it'll probably continue i mean that might yeah. even, that might even become like our niche is yeah. we talk to really powerful you know successful women and and what is it they've done and what they've accomplished right um but as far as like getting back to with nitty-gritty so just to kind of tell the story if you will right of nitty-gritty so for me and then I'll let you kind of tell your side. I'll let you tell your side of it. I'll start with my side. So, of course, it's got to start with the book, right? With right. me. Right. So for me, it started with the book, The Third Door. And I mean, a really quick summary of the book. So Alex is the author, and if you haven't read it, check out The Third Door. But I, you need to listen to it because he kind of narrates. He narrates the book, and it's really cool to hear him tell his own story. But he, he came from, you know, immigrant family. So their American dream was to be a doctor. So he was a freshman at USC 
I think he was pre-med even. So their American dream for their son. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah, their American dream for their son was he wants. To have him become a doctor. Right. So he was pre-med at USC and just learned really quickly that that traditional route wasn't for him. So him and his friends got together in a closet. I don't know why they got in a closet, but they got together in a closet and they made a list of like if they could create their own curriculum, like if they were to start a school or they wanted to have their own, you know, studies, who would they have as their professors and what type of stuff would they learn? And so they made this list and it had like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, Steven Spielberg. I mean, just basically whoever they could think of is the absolute top of what, what they do. And that was the list they made. And then Alex had this crazy idea that I'm going to go and interview every one of those people and we're going to teach. I want them to teach me this topic. So like, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to Warren Buffett and I'm going to learn finance. I'm going to learn how to invest from Warren Buffett. Right. And he quickly realized he was dirt poor, broke college student. He had no money. So he took literally, it was just a weekend. I think like it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday type deal. And he figured out how to hack his way onto the prices. Right. Right. And what's funny is there's videos of him. Have you watched the videos? I haven't watched the videos. So they have the videos of him with Drew Carey. And it just talks about how he learned their process to get on the show. Like you stand in this line and you talk to this person. And then there's a hidden producer who's sitting there. And you should say this to them. And then you get pulled into this room. And it just kind of walks through how he got on. And so he figured out his way how to get on the prices right. He gets on and then he realizes, oh crap, I don't know how to I don't know what this show is about. Right. And ends so up so focused on getting on. Yeah. And he ends up winning the showcase showdown and won I don't know, package worth like twenty thousand right. dollars and sells everything. And then the book, The Third Door, is basically the what next he does with that money. Yeah, like the next seven years, it's his journey on how he met and interviewed all of those people who they'd written down. Right. And then the title comes from, I mean, he was a young college kid. So he's like, if you go to a nightclub, you have the first door, which is where everyone waits and they kind of wait to come out. The line wraps outside and goes out forever. You have the second door where the rich and the famous enter, you know, they get their way in. And he's like, and that's what society teaches you. You either go in through the first door or the second door, but it's like, there's always a third door. It's like, you can run down the alley, jump through the kitchen, jump through a window and you always find your way in. Give the bouncer a hundred dollar bill, a little secret handshake (laughs) and you end up in. And so his whole thing was all of these famous people found success through the third door. So anyways, I loved the book. I mean, it quickly became one of my favorites, probably up there with the go giver is like my one a and one B book. And so I just started to think that would be so awesome because I love talking to people. And I mean, for my job, that's what I do, right? I get to sit down and I get to get to know people. And so I was like, well, I kind of made a mental list of people that I know, or at least people that I know who know someone like with like once removed. And I was like, well, I'm married with four kids. I can't just like get up and leave because (laughs) in the book, it talks about Alex would just, he traveled the world literally to meet some of these people. And so I, I I gave you that book, right? Right. And you read it pretty quick. One day I listened to it one day. Yeah. It was a big cook day. 
And so I came to you. I was like, hey, here's my idea. Let's start, I want to do a podcast based on this idea. Right. And I asked you if I could interview you first. You're like, sure. And then you're like, hey, why don't we do this together? <laughs> I was like, well, what do you mean? It's like, well, we'll just we'll interview people together. I was like, right. even better. And that literally is how it started. Nitty Ready started was was the third door. Yeah. I I kind of forgot about that already. Like I forgot that that was kind of what started us. Because you do, you just start hearing the stories and you quickly forget. Because we have kind of gone off the, I don't want to say the rails. But I think in the beginning we had kind of, we wanted to interview people kind of like that story or you know along those yeah lines. well it was almost like we wanted to create like almost like a business curriculum right, right. it's like we want to interview these successful business people and learn how they did it and right you know help other people do that but it's funny because there's so many i think success is so many diff- different definitions you know i think uh, you look back at kim white and what it took for her to get through cancer i think you could probably find a lot of parallels between what it took for somebody that started a company like it's, it's, you have to have the same grit, determination, can't get down on yourself. You know, there's even with like Bronson and Corbin with the athletes, you know, what they have to go to through to get to the NFL and get cut. And, you know, there's, you can draw so many different parallels between, you know, a company that goes bankrupt. Like Corbin got released last week from the Saints. I don't know if you knew that. I did. I saw that. <clears throat> but. He's fine. You know, he'll get called from somebody else. Just well, keep your head up. You keep training and you don't give up. Well, yeah. Like my favorite thing is you never fail. You just fall forward. Right. Fall forward. Right. So I always forget that one. See, that's why we have to be together because I can't remember all the sayings <laughs> like you can. You know, but I mean, yeah, so it, it's been so fun. Even intentionally, too, I wanted to do like nitty gritty a little different because like with Aventus, I mean, I paid firm. I mean, it cost a lot of money to come up with a name and a logo and you right. know everything. And so with this, it was like, I want to do this because we didn't really know where it was going cheap and dirty. Yeah. You know, like, well, I wanted to prove that we could do it without all the, you know, maybe the dollars and all the help. And I remember coming back from a, we went to a wedding reception and it's me and Jenna and Clinton summer, brother-in-law and sister. Uh-huh. And I was like, Hey, this is what I want to do. Kind of telling them the idea. And we, we had actually even recorded mine and yours episode so that's why like when you and if you go back and listen we don't say welcome to the nitty-gritty right we didn't have a name right we just knew we were going to do something yep you know and he was kind of telling him about what i want he's like well what about nitty-gritty i was like done that is awesome oh wow i didn't know it came from clint yeah oh wow so clint was the one who named <sighs> nitty-gritty literally in the car driving through the camp through provo canyon and then jumped on fiverr and found someone that for, i think it was seven dollars that did logo colors it's a lot like music production now right i mean you could pay a bajillion dollars go into a studio or you can just buy a little software program and a microphone and do it yourself yeah yeah you don't have to have things so perfect i mean you just got to kind of jump in and that's what we did with this and i'm shocked at how well it's well it's gone and see for me it was i love the idea of talking to people but I also knew that I wouldn't like buckle down and do it. And so luckily a- Andrew and Brent got all the sound stuff, got the microphones, basically made it so all I had to do was sit down and talk, which just goes to show that you read people really well, Andrew. <laughs> I know what it takes. It'll be fun, but if, if he has to do much more than just sit down and talk to people, he's not going to do it. 
So, so yeah, it's worked out really good. And man, we've, I've, I'd say that there's probably five or six so far where I just was not in the mood, you know, oh, yeah, to sit for sure. and talk, but by the end of it, it just, I could keep talking to him for three or four hours. And so I think for us, you know, for anybody that thinks, you know, for anybody that really likes it and appreciates it, it's, I think it's because of that. It's just, I, I forget that we're even talking to other people. It's, you know, we have mics in our face, but you get kind of used to that quick. Yeah. And it's just a fascinating conversation. And I don't ever have, you know, we have some little bullet points and stuff, but um, as I, as you saw with the Johnson files, I'm a highly unprepared individual <laughs> when it comes to well, interviews. <laughs> but a lot of podcasts, they'll have like a script or they'll right. send them some questions they're going to ask so you can kind of, you know, prepare. Right. And I mean, literally still to this point, people, I get similar questions a lot. They say, well, do you have a script and how do you find your guests? And I was like, well, honestly, to this point, our guests have been either really close friends or they're really close friends of a really close friend, right. a spouse, you know? So it's been a, Hey, come to Bam Bams and they'll show up to do an episode and they'll be like, hold on. So what exactly are I we like doing? I like that question. We get it almost every time, <laughs> at least with some of the more, you know, popular or famous type guests, right? Yeah. Social media famous or whatever. It's like, yeah. So what, so what's the gig here? What's the, yeah. what road are we going down? Or is there anything We're like, there isn't any, like we just, we're just going to talk, just hear your There's story. And no script. I mean, we do edit it for, you know, we do give people that warm blanket. Like, Hey, <clears throat> we may edit this. Yeah. So if you say something that you're uncomfortable with, like we can take it out later. But I mean, we try not to edit anything Yeah. and just let it flow. But we haven't had one guest ask, ask to take nope. anything out. I had one guest ask me to check something. Yeah. And I told this person, I was like, you have nothing to worry about. It was great. And I listened to it again just to make sure. And this person was still really nervous. Yeah. But yeah. Called cool. back later just like, okay, yeah, I appreciate that. It was it was great. You were right. Yeah. So. I mean, even with the chamois right she kept being like okay gotta edit that and we're yeah. like no way there's a couple that i'm looking back at with them <laughs> that were i was just like oh geez this could be interesting <laughs> but yeah you just gotta let it flow and I, I and that's what people want you know i've noticed that with a few of our social media people especially that people just want the real thing mm -hmm. and so we all say dumb things sometimes oh yeah right we all call people the wrong name sometimes it it's normal. And so the more perfect we try to make it sound, the less real it is. Yeah. And so, and I think that's what's special about podcasts is that it, it you know, it should just be a, a conversation. Yeah. And um, I think that we've done good sticking with that. So, so yeah. Well, it's been fun. I mean, because you do, you look at the variety of the people that we've had on it. And I mean, there's probably been a couple, like after we're done recording, I'm like, gosh, I don't know if like I asked like, good questions i don't know if we had really good content there you know but to your is point, there one that stands out sorry to cut you off but is there one that stands out to you that you wish you could have a redo on that i wish i could, oh that's such a good question um geez i don't know if there's one like specifically i know there's a lot that like i want to have like a part two right on because like we didn't cover 
a lot of this stuff because genuinely I get caught up in the conversation. Give me an example. Like who would I, I like? Who would be your first number two? I'm only asking because I confidently have one. Well, who's yours? But mine is. It's not necessarily a sequel as much as it is just. I wish I had known more. Okay. Because we left so many cool things. It was the Johnson Files, without a doubt. Yeah. It was. It, and not because I called them the Howards. Like that was funny. <laughs> but I've you know I we've kind of remained friends. Like I've been in, in touch. Like they recorded a video at my house the other day, which was pretty fun to watch. Um, but the more that I've gotten to know them, I've learned all these things about different instruments they play and other struggles that they've had. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, there was so much good stuff that we missed out on by not having seen all the videos and kind of seen how they've progressed and, and changed things. And you know, Nicole plays the violin. Did you know that? No. It's like, they're going to have like musical savants when they have kids, but but yeah, I think that was the one where there was a lot of stuff that I did not know about them yet that had I known would have given us even yeah. more material. But we had great material as it was. I loved that episode. And so maybe maybe it is best to just say it'd be fun to do a second episode with them. But I mean, I look back at the beginning ones and I think we definitely could have. I mean, you, there's always a learning curve. But if, you're, if I were to say like, where, where did I feel like we left a lot on the table? It's weird, but... I mean, a lot of the more recent ones, because I feel like we've done a better job of right. like getting into more personal conversations with them that right. we might not have touched as much on the business. Like with Jenna, you know, I think there is a lot more there, even with, you know, with sexy modest. And we didn't talk about a lot of kind of some of the business success that they've had. Right. You it was know? more about the people behind the business. And, yeah. And to me, that's what's interesting because... You know, I want to show the thorns. I don't want to show the roses. Everyone sees the roses. Yeah. And I think that it's important for these people to have a chance to, you know, to, to think that Sexy Modest first podcast ever was yeah. with us. Yeah. You know, to give them to give them a platform to show people like, hey, here's the blood, sweat, and tears that went into it. This here's the struggles that we dealt with behind the scenes. You know, with the infertility stuff and, you know, it it opening and then closing the retail stores there there's just so much that they're not posting that stuff on yeah social media because that's not you know it's not part of it but i think it's important for people to realize that there's so much more behind these people than just the business yeah and there's so much more sacrifice and struggle to get to where they are than you can ever imagine yeah yeah, one of my favorite quotes, like the the ten year overnight success. Yeah, yeah. Because a yeah. lot of these guys, the that have a social media following, people will discount what they've done or how long it took them to get to where they are. Right. But something kind of funny you mentioned about staying friends with them. I'll go home after an episode and I'll tell Jen, I'm like, I want to be friends with these people. <laughs> like, I could we like we could totally go on a double date with right. them and be fine. Now, part of that's we we get them back here and we kind of trap them. Yeah. I don't think yeah. they realize how long they're going to be here sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But I think they like that. I mean, it's, well, no, it's all now. It's just, it's, that's how it happens. Come down. Like, yeah, it, you know, we're not in it for anything other than giving them a, like I said, a platform, but, but as you get to know people, you kind of click with them. And, you know, I think Jason and Bridget are up there for me in that category. Like I could totally see my wife and I going out on a date with those guys. Cool. They're just, we're all about the same age. Yeah. They're just fun, normal people. And, um, 
you know, when when you own a, a business, like I, I deal with the re- same thing with the restaurant. Sometimes it's hard to determine who wants to like be your friend or who just wants to take advantage of you. That or just for whatever reason, like like, you if, know, you, like, if, like if you didn't have Bam Bams, who would still be your friend? Yes, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, and I think when you have a successful business or like a big social media following, like I see it with the NFL guys that I get to work with, like. I'd say 98% of their interactions are with fans, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can't really create any genuine relationship out of that. I mean, it happens. But for the most part, people just want something from them. Yeah, well. And you you turn into a cynic, you know? You just kind of look at everybody like they're just trying to take advantage of me and, and you have your dukes up. And so I think it's cool for them to be able to come in here and just, you know, without any of that type of worry – yeah just be able to tell their story and um yeah even though social media is funny because it it's still a very guarded like abby Ayers, who we'll have on here next week um who's just blown up on social media recently like there's no filter like she just no No, there's not (laughs) One of the funniest accounts I've seen in forever. I just hope we get her to laugh the whole time because oh, her like her wheeze laugh. Oh my gosh, it is <laughs> it's the like one of the best laugh. things. Carol for president, you got to look her up. <laughs> Johnson Files did a video with her, but but I think that's what people really yearn for. They want authentic, they want real. But even on social media, it's so easy to sculpt or carve out kind of this perfect. You know, I wish more people would talk about infertility yeah i wish more people would talk about some of the struggles they have going on behind the scenes that's why i have a personal account now with instagram i've never really done that like i'm trying to separate bam bams and me yeah and it sucks because i'm already bad at social media i'm already bad at posting but um i think it's important for people to see behind the curtain a little bit oh yeah for sure but not take over the business account to do that so so yeah it's tough. What would you say has been the most difficult part of this for you? Um, schedule. Just <laughs> having yeah. to commit to things. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I'm a pretty free-flowing guy. So, um, but I kind of look at it the same way I look at my Sunday school class. I teach 13-year-olds at church and Almost every other week when it's my turn, I, I, I've been alone for like three or four months. Like I don't have a, there's not another person called with me. I just have to have another person come in and yeah. I'm just like, when do I need a break? Like what the freak? But then I leave, but every time I leave, I just, I had so much fun and I loved it. And that's how this has been. It's like sometimes it's busy and you got to sit down and put your happy face on and talk to people and try to do a really good episode. And that can be kind of hard for me, but there hasn't been a single episode where five minutes in, I, I wasn't just so stoked to be there. Yeah. And so it's, it's been eye opening that way and structure is good for me. So, and it's not like it's hard. I mean, you guys bring it to me. Well, what's funny is restaurant. So this is like the least structured thing I have in my life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I mean, I have a scheduling app right. that we, I mean, I'm scheduled out for weeks and it's like, okay, I like to take a deep breath. I'm like, okay, this week, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> if you saw my scheduling app, there'd be like three purple spots <laughs> over the next like two months. It's not that there aren't things scheduled. It's just that 
all the restaurant stuff's on a separate calendar and Annie kind of handles that stuff. So, but there's also a lot of missed appointments there. I'm horrible at marking my calendars. And so, so yeah, but I'd say that, and then just the added pressure of just find, you know, finding guests and, yeah. and, um, yeah, just making it good. You still want it to be good. Oh yeah. And so I think that's probably the hardest part for me is like the inner competitiveness with just myself. Right. Like always wanting to improve because like we started as just for fun, but really quickly it was in my mind, okay, how can we get better? Right. You know, it's like what types of things can we do to get better? How do we how do we provide the value and the content where more people are gonna want to listen to it? You know, and it's like, oh we'll use Jen as like the example, like I mean, we had our best days by a landslide, far, yeah. right, with her. Right. But what's funny is, like, by Wednesday, I was already, like, over it. I was like, uh, well, how can I now? Now we got to top that one. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, instead of, like, celebrating the victory, it was, okay, now how do we get better? Right. You know, and I think I think it's a good thing, but I think that's probably been my challenge is just enjoying the process that this is, knowing that, we're not doing this for profit. We're not doing this, you know, for, yet. for those reasons yet <laughs> because we're still growing and we're still learning, right. but just kind of being okay with it, you know, kind of with the slower well, and, growth. Yeah. And just, I love the saying, I heard this in competition barbecue, run with what, run with what brung ya. This old like Oklahoma guy said that run with what brung ya. With what brung ya. And <laughs> it's, I think what makes what we're doing special is the fact that we are just having conversations with some really cool people. And the second we try to tinker with that, it might lose some of that feel. And I mean, there is a responsibility. I think this is the other hard part. Second answer to your question. Like, I don't look at the numbers a lot. You, you know, you look at that more often. But when I see that 2,000 plus people listen to an episode, I'm like, oh, we, we got to do like the best we can. Like that's a <laughs> yeah. lot of people. Like we want them to be happy and we want them yeah. to be entertained and we want them to learn something and be inspired. And that makes it very real instead of just, so maybe that's a blessing that I don't look at them. Cause I, I don't ever want it to change from just us sitting here having a conversation. Yeah. And if you start thinking about how many ears are actually going to tune in and listen, it does kind of freak you out a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, and for me, you're more used to it with the restaurant but like in the financial space, especially where I'm at in my career, like I, I build my business around like kind of scarcity, if you will. Right. You know, like I'm very intentional. I don't like at this stage in my crack, I don't take on many new clients, if any, Right. you know, so it's, it's not like I'm always getting out there and putting it out, you know, and like one of the kind of working around the same people all the time. Yeah. And, well, and like, it's, it's what I do is not necessarily for everybody. You know, it's a very, very narrow market of the people that I work with. And so that's also been a lot of fun and scary for me with this is anyone, I mean, from cash, my nine year old, right. all the way up to grandma and grandpa are listening to the podcast and they're enjoying <laughs> it and yep. they're getting stuff out of it, you know? And like for the first time for me, like, when you're getting the, you know, like the unrelated reviews, like people who aren't immediate friends and family, you know, when they start talking about it, you know, as we've, 
and it started to happen a lot. You know, right. like we're getting a lot of feedback on social media and it's posts, special. you know, that they're talking about our guests and their stories and how it's helped them. And it's like, that's so rad that to your point, we've been able to kind of create this platform that has allowed someone to tell their story and whoever's listening, they can pull out of that, whatever it is they want to pull out of it. Right. Um, but I think that's huge. Cause there's so many people that, you know, there's so many people on the cusp of like making that move or, you know, going after something that they want to go after. And I think every single guest that we've had, you could definitely pull something out that would, that would inspire them to do that. Like, yeah. I, I would say that every single person we've had on here has taken a risk. Oh, for sure. At, at some point. And so, um, and I think that that's the, I think that's what stops almost every single person from following their dream, right? Or mm -hmm. their passion is just the risk of not knowing where a paycheck's going to come from, or they may have a family and it is scary. But if you hear it work for a certain amount of people and you know, you start picking up on some of the similarities of the things that people did to get through it, whether it be side hustles or, you know, working nights, you know, whatever, you start picking up on like, Hey, maybe it's a possibility and here are some ways I can overcome it and get going. But, but yeah, it doesn't matter whether you, you're going to be sacrificed something somewhere, whether you have kids, whether you don't have kids, like it's to start your own thing and to start creating your own income. It's hard. Well, I love that Susan talked about it. She's like, the worst advice is that it's too late. Yeah. It's never too late. You know, it's too late to do this or it's too late to do that. Or I mean, seriously, how many podcasters, hundreds of millions of podcasts, right. you know? So it's like, just start. Like, I remember that was the, that was the biggest advice as I talked to a couple of people who were podcasting as they said, the hardest thing to do is just press record. 100%. Because you, you'll talk yourself out of it and all the reasons why it's not going to work or why you're late to <laughs> yeah. the game, you know? And they're like, just press record. I mean, that's why we recorded the first two episodes the way that we did. Because I was like, all right, I'll press record. I don't even know what we're going to call this thing. <laughs> I have no idea how we're supposed to get it onto iTunes. I right. mean, that was all foreign to me. But I was like, I'm going to do it. Let's just jump. jump. Yep. Let's, let's get it done. Well, you know, I'm going to out my wife here a little bit. She, the other night, we had this long talk. And she just, you know, mom, stay-at-home mom, four kids. And she just kind of like... You know, she just needs some new purpose, right? Like it's Groundhog Day. And it was cool to listen to her. It, it had worked out really special because it was the day after we interviewed Jenna. Okay. And so I, I was like, okay, girl, I got this. Let's do this. <laughs> and so, and you know, hearing Jenna's story about having her own money and just having her own confidence and being able to pay for dinner and you know, I, I, I used a lot of that in our conversation. It's like, Hey man, when you're, you know, I'm out in front of people, right? Well, Cause it something clicked for you, right? Right. Uh, yes. And that's like, I get to be out and yeah, I give it a, lo a lot of people every day. Tell me how much they like my food, blah, blah, blah. And it's amazing. But you know, I think the hardest job in the world is being a stay at home mom and you do, you know, you get no appreciation, you know, until your kids are older and they realize they were assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and they say they're sorry and thank you. But, um, but you know, I remember telling her like, what, you know, let's find something. And, and she, she told me that 
her mom, our mother-in-law, had just had a liver transplant. And she had gone up to do her hair. My wife's a hairdresser. That's what she did before we got married. She still does it. We have a little salon in our house. And she's just like, it'd be cool to just be able to, like, do that for other people. I'm like, so do it. And, you know, like, in her brain, it was just kind of like, like, well, how would you even do something like that? Yeah. It's like, you just do it. Like, what do you mean? And so it was kind of cool. Like, we had a talk for good 30 40 minutes and it was just kind of cool to see like the wheels start turning and start believing like yeah i guess i could do something like that and she's working on it now which i think is so cool but but it's because i was able to be a part of that podcast the day before that i felt like i could take on that conversation and be a benefit or a help to her Mm -hmm. because a lot of times like you know, remember the famous video, like, it's not about the nail. Oh, I just watched it again like it's two days ago. It's the greatest, <laughs> like, you know, for those of you that haven't seen it, you know, there's the wife is sitting on the couch next to her husband has a big nail in her forehead. And she's just like, my head just hurts so bad. And it's like, well, uh, honey, I, if I take that nail out of your head. You have a nail in your head. She's like, it's not about it's the not nail. It's not about the nail. I just want you to listen to me. And he's like, no, literally. <laughs> that is it's the nail right. that is <laughs> and as men we want to fix everything right like uh-huh. your head hurts what can we do to fix that but when really they just need somebody to hear them out and it was cool that i kind of was able to blend those two worlds of there was a little bit of nail fixing but it was mostly just hearing her out and totally getting it yeah you know it, it and and based off of what i learned from jenna the day before I had a completely different perspective mm-hmm. on what she was going through, and she hadn't heard the episode yet. She she still hasn't heard it, and I'm like, what a blessing! And so, to kind of sum up what I'm saying, you know, related to what we were talking to, it's even if we never get more than 500 to 2,000 listeners a week, that's still 500 to 2,000 people that have five to ten very close, you know let's say family members or friends or whatever. You just never know what this will do to help somebody out, including ourselves. For sure. I mean, and, and that right there, it's like, you know, we're blessed to have successful businesses. And if we never make a dime with the podcast, who cares? Like it's, it's not like extra money isn't great. I would totally take it, but I, I have gotten so much out of it just from an educational standpoint. And if, you know, if I'm getting that, I'm sure other people are too. And man, that's what matters. Well, what's fun is when you hear a lot of our guests talk about like Gold Yeller, he's right. like, I was doing it for free and I would have continued to do it for free. Right. You know right. what I mean? It's like, that's what excites me and scares me about this. It's because I would, I will continue to do this sure. for free because I love it. Sure. You know, but it's like, I wonder, I think it does have potential to be something. But the most impactful thing for me is like when you do get a review and someone says something about, you know, how it helped them. So for me, it was kind of fun. We had kind of, we called her nanny, Annie. Uh-huh. Um, she would, oh, she would babysit our kids. Greatest babysitter. And she just left on her mission. Oh. So we lost her to Argentina they gotta for 18 change that months. Rule. <laughs> Girls should stay home. <laughs> like we need them. And, but it was so awesome because. She found out we were doing the podcast. She started listening to every episode. This was an 18-year-old girl fresh out of high school, like no like real business or entrepreneur sure. desires. And 
she heard the podcasts and she's like, well, I want to do something. And so literally she got on like a Facebook live and she had like a piece of, I don't know, some kind of like cloth or fabric, something. And she like tied it into a headband and she called them Auntie Annie's bandannies. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> she, she had the one that she had on her head. Right. That night, I think she sold $500. Oh my gosh worth of bandanas these bandanis that she calls them and she's like "Uh oh i better learn how to make these now (laughs) i mean she had no idea she didn't know how to sew i mean she knew nothing and i was talking to her like the night before she left on her mission and she had sold like three thousand dollars worth of these bandanas in like a month and a half and she's like it's all because of your podcast right you know like hearing all of the like hearing all of these people's stories you know, motivated me, most importantly, gave me the confidence. It's like, hey, if they can do it, I can do something like that too. 100%. And I think if there's anything that I want out of it, it's like when someone listens, I want them to think, and this is no disrespect to our guests, but they're not special. And if they can do it, I can do it. Right. You know what I mean? And by no disrespect to our, you mean we're not special, like you and I. Us or our guests. Or or our guests on the show, I see. Yeah, like they're not out of this world We're talented all, or right. you know what I mean? Like they are, Except but Nicole and John, but like, they're still, <laughs> but like, but there's so many people who can sing and play instruments. Right. Right. It was just that they were willing to do the work. Yep. They were willing to get started. They were willing to put in the time to do it. And so it's like, anybody can do that. Right. You know, like you have to find something that I think you're above average at and find like your special skill or whatever it is you want to call it well and how many people are really above average or they just love it so much that it never feels like practice so they just they practice three times harder than anybody else Mm -hmm. because it's play for them and that's what barbecue was for me like i i never cooked with the intention of making money or with it i just loved doing it it was so much fun and I realize now looking back that nobody was working as hard as I was. Nobody was cooking as much as I was. Like I would look at the weather forecast and this is before any money came into the picture. But if it was going to be raining or windy, I would plan a cook for that day so I could get good at cooking and weather, mm-hmm. you know, and that benefited me a ton in barbecue competition. My first grand championship I won and it was like 40 mile per hour wind and rain all night long. Yeah. And it was... But it never, like, I looked forward to bad weather so I could cook in a different, you know, environment. And so it just never seemed like practice. And I think with a lot of people, like, you know, you look at Sean um, Johnson with Johnson Files, like, homeboy was making videos like this when he was six, like with a camcorder. Uh Like, it's just, he loves it and he's just doing something he loves. And I think it's like us talking to people. The second we start worrying about monetizing this thing or what do we have to do to monetize it? Like it would change everything. Like for sure it would. It it's if we do if we treat this the way that we've treated both of our businesses where we just love something, we love to be around people, you know, like the money thing just fascinates you that whole that whole game and that structure. Well, you and, joke about like I've always got a book or a quote, but it's because <laughs> right. like I'm obsessed with like learning. Right. You know, so it's like if there's this topic, so if I hear something, it's like, I'm not going to stop until I know everything I can know exactly. about that topic, which has led to certain levels of sex and success, not sex, mm-hmm. but success. Well, you're married, so obviously not sex, but yes, go ahead. In business, you know, <laughs> but you know, I mean, you just talked about like 
I'm going to bring it up again. The Go-Giver, Hammond talked about it. Like, can this make money? It's not a bad question. Like, no. if, if we're asking, can we make money at Nitty Gritty? It's not a bad question. Nope. It's a bad first question. Right. Right? The right. first question is, how do we provide the value? So, like, our first focus in, is, how do we continue to have cool conversations that people want to pay attention to? Right. You know what I mean? And then something that happens after it does. So, do you have a favorite episode? Um... That's kind of a hard question to ask just or answer because you don't want to offend anybody. But it's not that I'm afraid of offending, but like, what's been? How about this? Do you have a favorite as the host, like the conversation in the room, and also do you have a favorite that you have listened to that maybe surprised you? Does that make sense? Am I asking that the right way? Yeah, I think so. So I think for me, it might have to be Kim right. in the room because I knew Kim from a distance. I hadn't really paid that close of attention. Right. I, I, I didn't follow her as closely before. And so like I hadn't heard all of her story before. Like I knew that she had overcome cancer, but like that was literally probably the yeah, extent the of boat. it. And so like what you've talked about, like I wish we could see people like there's been a couple of times like with her, some of the stories, like you could just see her, you could see it in her eyes. You see her welling up. And well, you could see her reliving it. Like right. you could literally almost like see her, playing that movie back in her eyes and it was just crazy and like when kim i mean on a spiritual level like when kim was talking about like getting the blessing from elder ukdorf and you know some of the other stuff that happened to her it was just like wow that's yeah. pretty crazy you know and but i mean you've talked about like marina like when like just that like, is a standout moment to me i mean when she started talking about perks it's like and, if 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 my wife ever talked about me the way that she talked about Perk, I could just die the next day. <laughs> like I would die a happy man. Just like I very few guests I I would say her above everybody else as far as talking about her thing, right? Her product. Mm-hmm. When she was that one little section where she was talking about that like I called it the bubble bath, you <laughs> yeah. know, the the afternoon bubble bath. Like there was this total shift in the way that she carried herself and her voice mm-hmm. i hate to use the word sensual but i'm gonna use it here <laughs> like th- it, there was almost this like i don't know it her, her voice kind of got softer but it was more powerful mm-hmm. i don't know how to explain it it was just like it just sucked you right in so it I'll- was like watching a really good commercial or something but it but the reason it was such a good commercial is because it was 100% authentic, total truth, like raw emotion about how she really, really loves what she's providing. And it just, it was powerful. It was really, really powerful and it's really stuck with me. What's so funny about that moment is my mom called me after. And my mom, I mean, Jenna's talked about Perk for however yeah, many yeah. years and my mom's never taken it. Right. She listened to that part and she called me and she said, I want that. <laughs> yeah. As Rena explained. Well, she we got to look that. into her eyes while she yeah. said it, which made it even cooler. It was just like, so my it was mom, like we were hypnotized. It's so funny. From that moment, I can't tell you how many friends have sent me a picture with their perk bottle over the last month <laughs> right. and like listening to your episode. I couldn't help but buy some because I wanted, to, I wanted to feel what she was talking about. 100%. You know? And, and I mean, you, to, to, it's cool to hear that somebody felt the same thing because it is a little different when you're sitting three feet in front of the person. 
And you, you can know, see it as opposed to hear it. It is really cool for us. And sometimes I feel like we get, you know, the better end of this deal. But if you can hear it too, I mean, Kim stands out also like, you know, I had to step off the mic a couple times. I yeah. mean, I, I was like, you know, I was shedding some tears. It was a very powerful thing. And, you know, it's cool to hear it back and realize that it wasn't just because we were in front of her. Yeah. You could, it was just the sentiment, oh, the yeah. words and it, 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 yeah, it was so powerful, but, um, but yeah, I don't know that I have a favorite, favorite episode. I think the most fun that I've had so far was last week. I think it was the, the, with the, uh, sexy mod with the chamois. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like it was a riot. Like and it was so unexpected. I didn't know him. I don't even think they know how cool their story is. To they be don't. Honest. I I don't think they realize how connected so many of their experiences are. Like like God had a hand in a lot of that. Oh, their story. It's undeniable. It, it's it's and you know it'll be fun to hear. I hope they listen back to it yeah. because they you know. I hear it all the time from people, you know, I'll have somebody talk about what I've done with the restaurant and it will strike a nerve or make me think about something that I haven't thought about mm -hmm. in relation to what I've done or my story. And it, it's, it's always such a cool thing to look back and, you know, I don't look back and think like, I'm so proud of myself, pat on my back, pat on my back. Like it, it doesn't feel like that to me, but it is cool to know that maybe it's inspired somebody else mm -hmm. to do that. And then when you hear their story, back and you know if i had anything to do with that story i had somebody email me the other day about that exact thing just like hey i ate your food i love barbecue i heard your story and i wanted to do the same thing and so I mean, awesome he had an apprenticeship in texas just like me like a year later it was it was wild yeah and so i think i think people are going to really fall in love with that couple like they, they couldn't be more different jason and Brigitte. Oh, so different. Their story is amazing. Lots of struggle, lots of sacrifice, but um, but everything from their love story to their business story to just how opposite they are. Yeah, it's just they were a lot of fun, and I've had fun with pretty much everybody. But we have, I mean, because you think about it, like, I mean, I've had some of my best friends I'm with. I mean, Hammond's coming right. on and Vest, you know, like these guys, and you had Jay as the right. first episode, you know. So like, those guys are obviously. Right. It's natural, but I mean, talk about the fun that we had with like the Sports Nation guys and the Kafusi brothers. Yeah, and Gold Yeller. I mean, when he's rapping. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, that was like riding a bull. By the way, interviewing <laughs> Gold Yeller. Jared is a he is a handful, and and in in the best way possible. Oh yeah, he's such a sharp, just fun, sweet guy. But oh my gosh, he is a tornado. But. I mean, I, I really, we need to meet his wife. I know. She's got to be a saint. Cause she's, she's got to be so calm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> For sure. But, he, I mean, he's just such an energetic person. He's so fun to be around, but trying to get him to focus. I already struggle with focusing. If I didn't have you, it would be a mess. So him and I were a bad team. But um, And he was on, like, I think two energy drinks at the time, <laughs> too, which just, like, added to the mayhem and the madness. <laughs> So, of, of of the guests, is there anything you know? I would say Raina is probably my easiest. Raina, did I say Raina? I said Raina. I always do that. She's the queen, man. She's the queen bee. There you go. That's Spanish. It's Spanish. So, 
has there been any specific part of any of our episodes that have has stuck with you? Like like Rena's part stuck with me. You know, it's not even so much what she said as much as just how it felt. Yeah. Do you have anything like that? Any of the episodes? I mean, there's a bunch of them, but I think you probably could go through every one. I think one of the things that stands out the most and I don't want to take credit, but I think we played a part in it mm-hmm. is actually going back to Rena. Like after she was on before her episode aired. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, cause like we, we talked a lot about her personal struggles and you know, her husband and what had happened. And then on social media, like in between when we, when we recorded and our episode aired, she did like a big, huge, like personal Instagram video. Right. Right. That talked about like her husband. And I think it was like there's, it was some type of anniversary for him. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was, wasn't it the anniversary of the day he passed? It might've been. Yeah. And like in that she talks about, she's like, I recently was sharing some feelings about this. And I think not all of it, but I think some of it was with us right. that, that we got talking about it. And she realized like how powerful of a message that it was and that people need to hear it. Yeah. And then like it gave her, you know, a, a desire to want to share it more. Well, and the fact that she had said that she'd been judged for that too. Yeah. Like, cause it is kind of different to hear it and it is kind of disgusting that people would judge somebody for that. But, you know, I think in a sense it was her kind of putting her foot down and just saying like, I don't give a crap what anybody thinks. This is special to me. It's real. Mm-hmm. And man, that was such a, that was such a powerful video that she did. Uh-huh. And yeah, if we played any part and, and you know, Helping her to sit down and do that, then I mean that's if nothing an else, honor. kind of like the dry run just to help her get her yeah. thoughts because we talked about it or whatever. Well, maybe she saw our reactions to how powerful it was because it was. Yeah, and it's just like, hey, man, if you've got something special to say, you got to share it because that's the whole point. You know, we yeah. go through these hard things so we can grow and help other people through their hard things. And um, there are a lot of widows out there, man. I mean. It, it, that's, I don't know what that's like. I hope to never know what that's like. But mm-hmm. that's got to be a tough one. Because even after someone passes, you kind of, you would, I would imagine you'd still have to feel like you're cheating on them or something in a, in a weird way. Like, how do you let go of that person and move on with somebody else? That'd be so hard. And she found such a cool and honest balance, you know? And the fact that she still holds her first husband very dear and still loves him and is very, you know, expressive and very outspoken about how she loves him all while still being in love with, you know, her husband now. Yeah. So cool. And I mean, luckily she married like this ripped rugby player. That's very confident because (laughs) I think I am not confident enough to be able to, to handle that. But you can tell they have they so they text me the other night. This was kind of fun. Or no, you saw it, the Insta story. Mm-hmm. He's watching barbecue videos in bed at like ten <laughs> yeah. o'clock at night, and she's just like, "Cameron, will you please teach him so this can stop? We've got to go to sleep." Help me. And you know they obviously have a really cool relationship. Just to see them both laying in bed and hanging out and having fun, and so yeah, yeah I, I said. You can pay me in piles of perk, especially the <laughs> yeah. stuff in the Ziploc bag still that nobody knows about, yeah. and I'll come over and teach you some ribs but it has to be there because i want to play with your dog their bulldog i can't wait so yeah that's that's set up and i mean how cool is that for us yeah just because i knew nothing about perk i knew my wife was obsessed with it Mm -hmm. did you notice how earlier you said take it my mom started taking it (laughs) (laughs) 
I thought that I was gonna correct you, but I'm like, I'm gonna let that one flow because it's so funny. Because we do kind of look at it like it's our wives' like drug. Well, I guess it's not. Why it's you and Jenna? I'm. Hey, I mean the chill. I don't really get anything from perk energy just because I think I'm over caffeinated as it is. But that chill stuff is the real deal. It doesn't make you tired. It just makes everything relax like my shoulders loosened up oh yeah no so um, yeah that stuff yeah i don't get the energy but i love the taste of it it does I will it does taste phenomenal heartily and it, it is really cool to follow her account and see how many reposts that she does of people that i mean i think a lot of people are kind of nervous about doing insta stories i still am i'm not a shy person i'm in the public a lot but it's still hard to put a camera in your face and say like you gotta love something and i mean she has i'd say half her insta stories are other people just Talking loving on her. her product. Yeah. And I think that that's really, really cool. You know, there is another episode that I don't think gets enough love because we did it so early. Susan Peterson. When Hers asked, was really good. When you asked me if I could redo one, she came to mind. Not that I want to redo the content, but I want to like. Be more experienced before we interview yeah, her. And yeah. I want more people to hear what she had to say right. because she is amazing man and she's she's awesome like the stuff she talked about like for me specifically outside of the business world i mean she gave some awesome practical advice like start private facebook groups and like yeah she was like laying it out there well she's so confident you know she's i would call susan one of the og like female entrepreneurs around here oh for sure she is like she you can tell she has that like which is i don't want to say like come on so early salty yeah yeah well, that's because of all the swatches I've given her. But <laughs> I don't want to say salty, but you can just tell she's been through it. Like mm-hmm. she's just, she's experienced. She's super confident. Hardly any filter. She just says it how it is. And that's what I've always really loved about Susan. And uh, I mean, that, I agree. That would be a really fun one to do again. Here's a question for you. This might be interesting. Okay. What episode were you least excited to do? So we've probably, we're probably at about a 50, 50 split on guests. Mm -hmm. Like I've brought guests, you've brought guests. Is there one that you were not very like excited about based on the guest that you left completely just like in love with that person, just learned a ton and it totally exceeded your expectations? Um, I would probably have to say. I keep asking you questions that I have very clear answers to yeah. on my part. but So I'm going to say two. And it's because at the time I was still in the business mentality. Interesting. So I think I know where you're going with The Kafusi brothers. Yep. What, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, they'd be cool. But I was like, what are we going to learn? <laughs> you know, like, like, like that analytical side kind of took over for a second. Right. And then followed up with the Sports Nation boys with right. Jeremy and Spence. You know, because. Like they, that was kind of when like my personal paradigm was really shifting in what nitty gritty was becoming. Mm-hmm. And literally with the Kafusi brothers, like I walked out of here, like, dude, these are like my long lost brothers. Right. I mean, I haven't laughed so hard. I mean, they were just like the happiest dudes, but there was so much value right. and so much substance to what they were saying. Mm-hmm. And then with Jeremy and Spence, as we kind of learned about what they were doing, it's like, you know, like. Well, how how like, they got to where well, they are. And I'm a BYU fan, but I'm not like at your level of BYU. Like right. I'm not at like the Utah Jazz level sure. fandom that I am with BYU. And so I knew who they were, but I wasn't 
as you're not watching sports nation you know like i occasionally you know but not not like religiously to know all that went into it so i would say that those two were the ones i was like okay this will be okay (laughs) you know and ended up like being amazing and to your point about being friends like i still stay in contact with those guys you know whether it's twitter or instagram whatever like i'm still in contact with them like i now am invested in like watching their games like i watch and i would check the box score of all the preseason games to see how our kafusi brothers are doing you know like cool and it's just you you get this you get this connection when you're in here on the podcast i think we have kind of an advantage because we we do get a chance to just have like a really personal conversation with these people where you establish a connection with them right to where you do you walk out of here as friends as opposed to just the acquaintances when you walked in right so i'd probably say those would be the two you know it's funny how there's a lot of entrepreneurs that aren't necessarily the traditional definition of what an entrepreneur is like Mm -hmm. you can't be in radio and broadcast and have your own company really you Mm -hmm. know like it it's so, I mean, Jeremy and Spence, while they don't own BYU TV, they are still totally entrepreneurs because they created something that wasn't there before. Oh, yeah. Look at what they, they built. They passionate the about nation. something and, and they got good at it. I mean, at crazy markets and little markets, high school sports, Grand Junction. I, I mean. Well, the fact that Spence s- knew at that age and when, yeah. he, got, when he sat in Bowler Jack's right. chair and he has the picture of it's it. It's an incredible story. And, uh, and, and I knew immediately. So, when I reached out to Bronson and Corbin, I was like, you know, thanks to barbecue, I have been able to spend a lot of time with some really cool athletes. And it dawned on me a while ago that they are just as invested at their craft as we are in our businesses. Mm -hmm. And so you can't own a football team. You can't start a football team. Like if you want to play pro football, you're playing the NFL. So yeah, you may not own the team, but you are 100% your own entity. Like you are your your own own brand, just like Jenna talked about, right? You've got to build your skills. You got to get better at it. You got to practice. And so it's, it's and you got a network. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 still just about as much who you know as over what you know. Even in that game, you know, the more you can build your sales ability and your ability to network, the more scouts will know you. The more people will think of you when they're looking for you know a replacement for an injured player. So there are a lot of parallels, and so I think the athlete thing was was really neat, and so it really has opened my eyes to. It doesn't have to be necessarily a business founder to get well those same I mean, struggle and sacrifice. Even to the race. where like I've changed our category on iTunes away from business to self improvement. Right. Yeah. Like I like self improvement way better. You know, it's like because I didn't know that you did that. See, yeah. That's how this surprise. Runs. That's how this runs around here. I don't check the edits. I just talk. <laughs> I just talk and let it go. But just because like people would come back and they're talking about the inspira- the inspiring stories and the motivation, you're like, that's that's what it's kind of become. Right. But who are the people that you were kind of? I think I have an idea. There's one that stands out. It's Vess yep. Pearson. Yeah. By far and away. So I I was in the door to door game for nine years, and I mean, even though I was in it for nine years, I still think that eighty percent of them are douchebags, right? Um. You meet them one on one, and they're really cool people. But you just you kind of have to put up this front to be in that business. But so when Andrew invited Vess on, um, I was not super excited about that one. I didn't know anything about. I him. know when I walked in, and you're like, "He's a pest control yeah, guy." Yeah, I didn't. Like, I knew I he like, had yeah. started a company. He was a CEO or whatever. And and then when I found out he was pest control, I'm just like, "Oh, are you kidding me?" <laughs> but 
what a he's a brilliant guy. He's so fun to talk to. He has stories for days. And you can just tell that the reason he is where he is is because he is different than the norm in that business. Like he is he's he loves his guys. He's very authentic. He's so sharp. Dude, how he's about he's disciplined, he's focused, and he's just he's just a sweet guy. Dude, how about the we never told this anywhere. He's telling that story about his son with the doctor who saved his son's life. Oh, yeah. This will be a good spot to tell that story. Like, he's t- talking about this doctor, and we walk out into the restaurant, and the doctor is eating. I mean, it's like 3 in the afternoon. 3 in the afternoon, there's two There's two customers in here, and one of them is the surgeon. And he's never seen him outside of the right. hospital before. Right. He works in Salt Lake normally. I mean, he that was making was, some rounds down here and was just, I guess he said, whenever I'm down here, I come to Bam Bam's get, yep. to get lunch. And he'd never seen him out of his scrubs. Like he's talked to him how many times in a hospital, but yeah. it was really cool. I mean, it was kind of freaky to be honest. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, we got to meet the surgeon that helped the son. And yeah, so that episode really, that one stood out. Like, he, you know, we've stayed in touch since then and, um, it's fun to kind of watch how he does things through social media with his staff and his, you know, everybody that works for him. And he's just so invested in everybody in his company. And I think it's, it says a lot about him. So yeah, that's mine without a doubt. That's funny. So who would you say is like top one or two, like wish list guests? Like if you were to say there's a couple Mm. of people that like I would love to interview, like who would it be? That's a hard one. Are so, we talking like anywhere or here? Anywhere. Anywhere. Oh, I'd have to think about that. So I'll tell you mine. Okay. And they're easy. I mean, I let's be honest. We probably have a whole list. And for me, you could start with the jazz. Anyone related to the jazz right. organization would be awesome. But when I started, because I, I actually have a list. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's uh, actually a spreadsheet, but you know, it's fine. It's okay. Of who these people are. And Wait, my, is it really a spreadsheet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, because like, yeah. Oh, wait, I've seen that spreadsheet. Yeah, well, because we, right. we made like, this is when we started making right, ideas right. on who you know, who I know, and right. who would be cool to get. My first two people were Bob Berg, author of The Go-Giver, and Alex Manayan, author of The Third Door. Wow. Because those two were kind of the reason behind right. this, right? So I was like, it would be so awesome to do that. Well, we talked about it before, but I'm going to talk about it again. And I'm going to squeak. You squeak when you get excited. And I think it's adorable. You know what's funny? I squeak a lot. <laughs> I'm like still like right in the middle of puberty. But oh. like via social media, like I've been in contact with both of those people. And a couple weeks ago, it was, I, we were at date night. It's funny. We were at Cheesecake Factory. And like right before we were leaving, I was like, I'm just going to tweet Bob Berg, who's the author of The Go-Giver. I'm like, hey. And so I wrote him this message about like, I love the book. I, it's been a huge impact in me. Like I would love to find a way to get you on a podcast. And he immediately responded like done. I'd be happy to. Yeah. That's crazy. You know? And like, and it's kind of, it's, it's evolved even more to where I was going to say, tell the second part though. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is like a, and for me, this is like a once in a lifetime thing. Right. It's like, well, I want to meet you face to face. Like right. I don't, I don't want to do a phone call and with where you. He's based in he's Florida. He's in Florida. Right. So I emailed his assistant and said, Hey, we'll come to you. We'll come to Florida. Yeah, if like, we're going to do this, we're doing it face to face. Yeah. Like I want to meet you. I want to have, I want to have a little bit of fun with this. Right. And she was like, well, actually Bob is going to be in Utah the 1st of October. That's nuts. Would you be, 
would that work? And I was like, are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> and then of course, what do I do? I'm never happy with anything. So I got to take it to the next level. So I was like, well, what would be really cool too <laughs> is after we did the podcast, if we could have like a live Q and a with guests, right? Like, could we have people come and we could ask some questions? I was like, I don't expect him to do this for free. This is what he does for his career. Right. And she was like, Oh, he'd be happy to do a live Q and a oh after the gosh. podcast. And so that is wild. It's the craziest thing, but it's happening. Right. You know, like, I am going to be so excited to pick his brain on how he came up with these principles from the go-giver. But those were, those were my top two when we made this list. The right. list has since grown because it's like, well, if I can get him, who else could we possibly get, right? right. You know, and athletes obviously are up there. but There's so many of them. I, I have a hard time. You know, one name that sticks out is Gordon Ramsay. Oh, really? Like, well, I I feel like whenever I tell people, like, where'd you learn to run a restaurant? I'm like, uh, Kitchen Nightmares. Like, I've learned so much from, like, the way I pay my staff. Like, I've read his books, too. Really? The I didn't know that, that about you yeah, and him. the way I, I pay my staff is based on, like, what he said in his book, his most recent book, which is a while ago. But he has such a crazy, like, you know, he's a three Michelin star chef before he even got on TV. I mean, he's, he's the real, real, real deal. And so he's just got personalities for, for days. Yeah. Uh, so I think he would be really interesting. He'd cuss a lot, make Brent's <laughs> job hard. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's hard. I don't know why that name really sticks out, but, but that definitely is one. Cause see, there's a lot of people you'd want to interview, but how like open would they be? Yeah. You know, Drew Brees would be really cool to have on here. Uh huh. And, um, but you know, when you get to that level, you have to, you know, you got to be a little bit more conscious about what you say. It's like I don't know. You know, I wonder. I wonder how it would be. But because he's such an awesome, nice. I mean, he's just such a a cool guy. But, um, but yeah, I'd have to think about it. There, I don't know. I don't know who else. If I mean Wayne Gretzky's my hero. I mean, but he'd be boring as hell. He's just but we would do introvert. it. But we would do it so fast if it ever worked out. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's that would be really cool. But I want somebody on here like Sean Avery, who's like probably the he is to pests in hockey to what Wayne Gretzky is to just scoring and greatness, right? Mm -hmm. Like this guy is the Wayne Gretzky of pissing people off in yeah. hockey. He just wrote a book, and it is fascinating. I mean, you hate him or you love him. He would be a really fun guest to have on the show. But, um, you know, athletes is always going to be kind of a soft spot, I think, for both of us. For sure. Plus they've, you know, they're such an elite level. I think the, the perspective of dealing with fans and dealing with people that just want things from you and dealing with people wanting money from you, like there's just so many cool be so fun to hear so many cool interviews that way and then controversial people like i'd love to get a little bit more into that you know talking to somebody about some more controversial topics or maybe controversial pasts and coming out of it so so yeah, yeah i don't know i have to think about that one but i think that there's a whole lot of um you know there's this this woman doctor that i know who is now kind of pivoting into men's you know testosterone erectile dysfunction and okay and it's funny, like, the more that I've met with her, because I have low testosterone, so I go in and get these little pellets put in, like, every six months. But 
I would much rather see her about those issues if I had them than like a male doctor. Uh-huh. And I think she's brilliant, but she's married to a SEAL, a Navy SEAL. Like she's just, she has this really cool story and it's just somebody totally flying under the radar. She's just in a little like old kind of strip mall place, but she's brilliant. Yeah. She's super outspoken and tough, but you know, I think it's fascinating that she's a female in that game and I've referred a bunch of people to her Yeah, and I'm like, man, she would probably come in here and say some really interesting things because she's seen a lot of crazy health issues with men that weren't here 10, 20 years ago. Well, and I think it would be cool to be able to spotlight stuff like that. You yeah. know, like we've 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 found probably more known people to be our guests to this right. point. But like I think it would be really fun to get to a point where, you know, a good story is a good story. A good, it doesn't Just matter where they, it's at. Right. You know, like it would be so rad, especially with some of the older people. You know, she's probably sixty. Yeah. Um, but she's not into social media. That's yeah. not her game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like Alexa said, like there's a lot of different mediums, like her, she's all referrals. It takes a month to get into her mm-hmm. because everyone just, she's so good at it. And so, um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a lot of stories out there that need to be told, even if nobody even really knows who they are. I mean, that's the point, right? Yeah. And so, but I also would love to start getting more of our guests or our audiences input on guests too. That that's my biggest thing. Like I want to find a way. So if you're listening you to this, more. you need to help us. We're learning, right? We're learning right. how to do this. Like some people, it's funny. We we have some of our guests come on, and the first thing they do is they'll pull out their phone and they'll jump on like a live, right? And they'll record something because they're just that's part of who they are. Yeah, they're they're you know Jenna talks about her community and they're always sharing and they're just so involved. Right. I would love for us to find a way to engage more with people who are listening. You know, like we've had some really fun ideas about, you know, we'll do an episode and have a guest come on and we can do like an, almost like a recap, you yeah, know, like a little round table at the end. Like it would be so fun. Like someone who was really impacted by a certain episode and even maybe have that guest come back, you know, or, or something like that. Like we just, we need to get better. Right. In the last couple of weeks we've tried to like on social specifically on, on Instagram, like, we've started to post a little more and like ask some questions and like, it's been crazy. We don't have a very large following at all, right. but there are still people who are like responding and coming, you know, like letting well, or us maybe know. asking questions before we, you know, cause sometimes we'll interview somebody three weeks before we actually release their episode. Yeah. But you know, we need to get on social media and say, Hey, we're talking to sexy modest today. What questions would you like to ask her? Yeah. You know, we've got to get everybody a little bit more connected. So, so yeah, I mean, subscribe, obviously, share, help us grow this thing. But if you've got any, you know, if you've got any questions for past guests, uh-huh. if you've got any ideas for, you know, or even connections to people that you think would be great guests yeah. that you can connect us with, um, God, we could use all the help we can get. Oh, we so, could. And I think it would be so fun, to your point, of just building like a community, like a, yep. like a little nitty gritty nation almost, right? Yeah. Where everyone feels like they're invested in it and everyone right. feels like they're a part of it. And I think that would be huge. You know, like it, it would just be, it would be so fun. We could do, we've talked about lots of stuff. We could have little meetups here and well, and we could you know, do two episodes restaurant. a week. Yeah, totally. You know, that's the other thing is if, you know, if the guests keep coming in and, and we've got plenty of them, you know, sky's really the limit on, you know, it's like Rogan, right? He's just doing it however many times he can do it in a week, yep. three, four sometimes. Um, but 
I don't think there's any shortage of great stories out there. It's just no, a matter of, of introductions and, and getting them in here. And so, so yeah, we would love some more help. And and if anyone's really good at social media, <laughs> yeah, yeah. let us know because we are not. And if you'd like to work <laughs> for inspiration instead of an hourly wage. So, so yeah. But yeah, I mean, even doing little things like this where maybe just you and I jam on topics, yeah. you know, if, if there's any interest in well, this. Well, you know, it, looking back at this, this episode, I mean, full disclosure, we had a guest fall through today. Yeah. And we just, you know, Andrew's got some traveling coming up and so we wanted to get one in and his idea was to kind of recap some stuff. And the more that I think about it, I mean, a lot of full seasons of podcasts are 10 to 12 episodes and yeah. we're, we've done 17, 18 17, recorded. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think about every 15 episodes, it might be cool to do an episode like this where we kind of recap and go through like some of the moments that stand out yeah. and, you know, talk about where we need to improve or what we can improve on. And, um, so yeah, hopefully everybody finds this entertaining. I, I think it's been entertaining. It's been fun to kind of think back on all these things. It's good. It's good for me to kind of reflect sometimes. For sure. You know? Cause yeah, you're, we're just thinking of the next guest yeah. and, and staying busy. But I mean, man, if you think about it, we're four or five months into this thing what's crazy and that's well, nuts well in, like in true fashion i was trying to make notes on like episodes from past guests and i was like oh this this episode was awesome and this episode right. was awesome and this one was really good so but we're th- i'm super grateful for like, everyone who's listened yeah me too you know like it's been it's so, been, it's been very surprising to me it's weird to go somewhere and like everywhere someone's like oh dude i was listening to nitty gritty it's like Hold on, you were right. Like you care about what we're talking about, right? But like, yeah, everyone was listening to it. This was my favorite part, you know. And when we've had guests who have come on, and they're like quoting episodes, it's like, oh, this that is, is cool. Like, You're this right. Kind of cool. I haven't thought about that, but there have been a few that referenced past episodes. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, you listened to our podcast. This yeah. Is really, I've had some of the BYU football players talk about it, uh, especially a couple that have been graduated and you know they're in the NFL now, but. It's like, dude, that podcast you did a few weeks ago with so and so, like, that story was. I'm like, whoa, whoa, yeah, they're listening to it, yeah. And so it's, yeah, it, it's. You never know where it's going to hit or who it's going to affect, but it is pretty neat to see the reviews or tell you know see somebody yeah. share a story or something they were inspired by, and it it gives it a whole new meaning for sure. And and pressure, and but. pressure, which <laughs> which I kind of like, right? But. Also, like, know this, that if you ever leave a review, like, we make sure that we look at it and we try to respond because it means a lot. So we're thankful for that. And if anyone talks about one of our guests, like, I make sure, and so do you, that we forward that to them so they see it. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, I want to make sure that our guests know the other impact that they're having on people, like, just in case they're not seeing it. So if there's ever anything you guys want to, I mean, it's not in me naturally. Like, I don't think I've ever left an Amazon review. Oh, with the the thousands of products that I purchased, you know, and so it's, I'm not one of those people who naturally would review something, right? but like if you're listening and you do enjoy it, we would love for you to jump on, leave a review, follow, subscribe, like whatever it is on whatever device medium you're listening to. Like it would mean a lot. Yeah. So I thought of who I want as my second guest. Yes. Who? So because we're putting it out there. So it happens. Well, and and this one, in all reality, because I know this person very well, is somebody that I, in all reality, I should be able to get on. But he's a guarded person. Okay. But his story is one of the most inspiring stories I've ever 
been a part of and heard, and it's Taysom Hill. So if I could get Taysom on here and really have him like – Taysom, you just got called here's out. Here's the thing is Taysom, like it's a crazy life. Like being friends with him while he was at BYU, like he can't go anywhere and not really be under the spotlight. He's just such a sweet guy. He just – he loves kids. Like he, anybody that asks him for anything, he obliges. He's mm-hmm. just – he's awesome. But, you know, I think it's a it's a mix, mixture of humility – just not wanting to like boast about his story, but you know, I think it's important to keep some things sacred too. Um, you know, I'm sure he'll write a book one day, which I hope he does because his, his story of overcoming injuries, most people would have given up after two, let alone four season ending. So, but if I could get him on and just realize that, you know, he could just put his guard down and just tell a story to inspire some people out there. He would be, he would fit what we're doing to a T. Yeah. There's so much about what we've talked about with just overcoming, you know, huge obstacles. Yeah. And I mean, loving something. He loves football. This kid does not need football. He is a brain. I mean, the kid is so sure. Yeah. Well, everyone said he should have gone the finance route right out of college. You know, he had all those connections and he, he built some really great things even during football like with his off-season work and the kid does not need football but he loves football and just never gave up and I mean one of the single most inspiring people and the fact that I get to call him a friend is pretty cool but I would love for him to sit down and just talk the way that you know I've been able to talk to him in some private settings and just and just tell his story and and yeah just not worry about sounding like he's boasting or anything yeah. like that. Because, you know, I think he's concerned with that, which makes him such a – I mean, that's what makes him special. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have a funny story of how we – I didn't like him. I didn't like – you know, I feed the team a lot in the first couple of years. I I thought he was kind of a, a, a dick. <laughs> and it's so funny, Riker Matthews, you know, his starting guard – or yeah, I think he was his guard – started working here while he was waiting for pro day. He's like, you're – you what you don't you don't really like taste I'm like oh, I just kind of feel like you big time me and anyways I'll tell the story if we ever do the podcast but he slapped me upside the head with some reality right Riker did okay brought taste in for lunch like two days later and we've been great friends ever since that's and it was one of the, the best States. lessons I've yeah I mean if it wasn't for like taste is the sole reason that I got that opportunity with the Saints my meat is the reason that I stay, but I was kidding. So, um, but it was one of those really good lessons that I needed. Like you never judge a book by its cover. You never know what's going on in someone else's life to, you know, to kind of make them maybe be guarded or whatever. And, uh, so yeah, we have a pretty fun story. So I think he would be a very memorable guest, but I would want him to be in here. So I wouldn't want to do that on, you know, postseason. Or after the season's over, yeah. get him in here and well. Um, so yeah, we'll I mean, we'll put that out into the universe. I mean, Taysom Hill it. and Gordon Ramsay, let's get them. And Benayan and Bob Berg. There we go. We we're, got one out of four scheduled. Yeah, we're coming for you. That's right. We'll get them. We'll get them. If anyone can help us, help. Yeah, Emily, <laughs> if you're listening, Taysom's wife. <laughs> she'll help us. She's the boss of that household. She'll she'll get him in here. So all right. Well, that was fun. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it and. We'll see you next week with our our next guest, who's going to be 
I think Abby Irons. Yeah. I hope so. I think it is. Yeah. You're gonna we'll edit this out if it isn't. Yeah. So, so, all right. Well, until next week, we love you all. Goodbye. Goodbye.